to a brand new episode of Voices from the Beyond. I'm Yudani, and of course I'm joined by the lovely... Jude. And what are we doing today, Jude? We're raising hell. Are we? No. Oh. But we're, we're raising it. Cain? <laughs> no. no. We've never had that. We don't have it here. We did almost have it. We did. We were so close to having raising Cain. And then we picked In-N-Out instead. And uh, controversial, I don't like In-N-Out. Hot takes already, huh? Yep, we're starting it hot. Speaking of hot, talk about hell, huh? 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 You want to raise some hell? No. Oh, okay. You know what? We're being really awkward. I'm going to bring on our guest. Uh, we're joined by a Will very cheese. talented YouTuber <laughs> mm-hmm. who uh, I have the pleasure of calling one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, come on in, Shikyo. Hello, everyone. How y'all doing? He has better sound than we do. That's because I have a good mic. We're, we're literally streaming on like a $200 mic. We're streaming on a I am mic. streaming on a $10 mic. <laughs> it just sounds louder. So it, it makes him louder. sound better. Gotcha. I do a lot of sound ed- editing, so I you know know how to make sure my mic sounds good. Hmm. Hmm. You need to teach us your secrets. That just, that just means he's louder, basically. Yeah, essentially. Hmm. Okay. I've also been doing this for a couple of years, so I'm used to talking you know, in a relatively you know, presentary way. Fair. And we will plug your stuff later. Yeah. Aw, thank we'll you for plugging plug you me. Real good. No. Unless you want. <laughs> Always ask for consent. Welcome mm-hmm. to the after hours. There's <laughs> such sights to show you. Oh, oh my god. Oh. <laughs> Tying it back. <laughs> Man, let me, show you the, back. let me show you that lament configuration. <laughs> You're gonna lament about it. Jeez. <laughs> So, if it isn't obvious, we're talking about Hellraiser. Now we are. Specifically the new one, mm-hmm. which went straight to streaming, and that's a fucking crime in its own. Yeah. It really is. And so much better than the, uh, the well, I've only seen the first two Hellraisers, but it's already above and beyond those. Hot take. Hot really big hot take, especially considering the first and second one are my favorite movies. The first one is your favorite? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Why? I know. I am a sadist. It's I so mean, bad. Fitting, it barely though. even has the the Cenobites in it. I I just liked it. Okay, it, it was one of the first horror movies I saw outside of Child's Play. So, <laughs> and I grew up in a family where my uh, mom just can't handle horror, like at all. Bless her heart. <laughs> so I just like give me anything. <laughs> I will take Frank's like shriveled up body. I will put him in my bed and cuddle with him. Give me horror. He's <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably like moist. Mm. What do you mean moist? Like I don't know. French no, shriveled slimy? up body is slimy. No, like he goes through different variations. Well, he does become like pure muscle at some point. Yeah, so that he's was probably hot. like super slimy. <laughs> yes, but you know his body's going to be warm because without the skin, his body gets hot. Hell yeah. And everybody knows man is the warmest place on earth. Yes. Sorry, I just can't resist <laughs> making that reference. <laughs> Which is also a great movie that I still need to show you. The thing? The thing. Yeah. It's a good movie. I've heard. Anyways. <laughs> I will say that I saw, I think, Hellraiser maybe last year. Yes. So, um,. I don't have as much of an emotional tie to the first few movies. I will say I was completely confused in the first one. And then the second one was much better than the, than the first one. I remember your question for a good part of the movie was just, where's Pinhead? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Cinnabites aren't very often that, so. Yeah, the Cinnabons were just, like, not very Cinnabons? present. <laughs> Did you say Cinnabons? Yeah. Oh. It's on Poipus. Don't come for me. But, um, yes, so... I, like, I expected him to more have more of a presence in the first movie. He didn't have it. And uh, she's all over the place in this one, which I'm happy about. Well, to be fair, in the original book, The Hellbound Heart, who Jude didn't know existed until about ten minutes ago, 
Um, mm -hmm. Pinhead wasn't big. He was just another Cenobite. Hmm. He was just there to get Frank. That's about it. It wasn't until later on where, you know, after the movie where everyone's like, who is that tall glass of pinned water that they decided <laughs> to make it expand his role more? Which is, you know, a lot of horror icons have gone through that, basically. Like, Michael Myers was just supposed to be part of an anthology. Yeah. What about Jason? <laughs> well, no. He, he, Jason... The fact that in the first movie, he was he wasn't in it, to be fair. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers! I haven't seen it yet. On a in a horror podcast. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I think I I watched that those that that series what like three years ago. <laughs> Which one? The Jason series. Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. The Jason series. The Jason series. The Jason. I thought it was Halloween. What? <laughs> no, it's Nightmare on Elm Street. What are you talking about? Oh yeah yeah yeah. So, uh, Shikio, uh, one thing that we do on every episode, uh, when I remember, we talk about a little bit of horror news in the world of horror movies, games, uh, TV, anything oh, yeah. general. Go ahead. So, uh, I just remember that we have this segment, because it's been a little bit since we've done an episode. A hot minute. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, we're going to go right into it. Okay. Uh, not a whole lot of horror news, but... <laughs> Uh, I just remembered about it. Nothing's going on. <laughs> Damn it. One one thing that's been circulating around is production for the Welcome to Dairy show has begun. Which that's... is going to be a new TV series surrounding the mythos of the first time Pennywise came around. That would be interesting considering he attacked Native Americans in the area first time. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't I'm think it's going to be... I think it might be when Dairy is first established. As a city. Uh, the, the first settlement. Yes. Okay, that's interesting. Hmm. I do like that Bill Skarsgård is in, it, at that point, then will be in two shows <laughs> by uh, Stephen King. What else was he ah. in? Um, the Hulu show. The Outsider? No. no. Castle Rock. Castle Rock. <laughs> rock on the yeah. Castle? No, the Rock Castle. Oh, okay. The Rock Johnson's castle? No, not Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh. Dwayne's okay. castle? <laughs> Dwayne's castle coming to the CW. Black Adam? You joke, yeah. but Dwayne Johnson does actually have a TV show. He has several. Yeah, I know. What? <laughs> there actually is a TV series about Dwayne Johnson as he was younger. I, I knew oh. he had like a like a triathlon show. What? Yeah, it's he about him... Going, growing up and going into uh, wrestling before he became an actor. Huh. That's cool. Yep. Good for him. I recently saw that his breakfast was five biscuits, a mountain of eggs and bacon, several pancakes, and just a giant glass of tequila. So, Terra you know, he needs that. He needs that protein. <laughs> and carbs. And the driest biscuits you can ever have. <laughs> yes. That is truly <laughs> horror. <laughs> As much as I'd love to keep going on about Dwayne The Rock Johnson's dietary life, needs. Dietary needs. His cheat days. His cheat, his cheat days? His cheat I wonder what his cheat days are like. It Those is obscene. His... I thought Those... that was... No, because that's a carbo loading and oh, shit. No, no, no. That's just like... That's a cheat day? That... It was Sunday. It's a cheat day. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so... <laughs> anyway, horror. <laughs> uh, some other news is Scream 6... Jenna Ortega, who plays blanking on her name now. Wednesday Adams, Tara. the new Adams movie as yes. well. In Scream, she's And she Tara. plays Tara in Scream. Uh, she, during a recent interview, was uh, teasing that there's going to be a lot of uh, Scream 2-esque chase scenes in this movie. I don't know why my head just did the whole like da 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 <laughs> Benny Hill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just the whole movie. Because that, that that's Pretty much what I think of whenever I see Scream and Scream 2. It's just <laughs> him running around with the Betty Hill music playing. Fair, fair. Uh, another thing that does have me pretty excited is they have said that this uh, Scream is going to be a very action-packed movie and very uh, gory. Nice. As well as uh, probably nothing, and don't look into it too much, guys. 
uh, Jenna Ortega was in an interview recently, and she started talking about her character in the past tense. Huh. But well, don't look into it too much. I, I it could have just she could have just had a slip of the tongue or yeah. something. It's also that she's an actress. It may have been you know she's only in for one movie. She may have survived, but she's not reprising her role in the future, or she's only contracted for a single role. Right. Or maybe that's just how she talks about her characters. Who knows? It right? Could be <laughs> that, or maybe she got shanked in the first five minutes. Who knows? I mean, she did in the first movie. To be fair. Ah. <laughs> And one final piece of horror news isn't a recent news, but I would be remiss if I don't uh, talk about this, considering how much of a fucking out-of-nowhere box office giant this movie has become. Mm -hmm. Terrifier 2 is still in theaters, which originally it was supposed to be a weekend run starting October 6th for that weekend. Fuck. This movie is still in theaters. It had a budget of $250,000. Shika, do you want to take a guess at how much money a movie has made by now? Uh, a couple hundred mil? Well, keep yeah. in mind it is an indie film. Oh, indie film? Okay. Um, 100,000? No, 100,000. Uh, I was about to say uh, about... Didn't even break even on the... <laughs> yeah, no. T- uh, 10, 10 mil. Wow. That was close. $10.9 million. Damn. Yeah, we definitely have a new horror icon. I have no clue what this is, so you have to tell me what that is later. <gasps> you need to watch the Terrifier films, and also be ready for a lot of gore. Like, okay. a like lot obscene of... amounts of gore. Like gore, horror, gore. Okay, sure. I'm interested. I've been a little busy lately, so I've been keeping up with horror, sadly. Mm. Fair, mm. fair. Alright, well, on to the meat and potatoes of the episode. No offense Aye. to your people, Shiku. Oi! <laughs> the, Irish talking kick, about... the Irish are going to break your legs, man. Oh, God. Please, no. We have some listeners from Ireland. I know. <laughs> so, they had the new the new Hellraiser film is... A t- how it's described here is a take on Clive Barker's 1987 horror classic where a young woman struggling with addiction comes into possession of an ancient puzzle box, unaware that its purpose is to summon the Cenobites. Or the Cenobites. The Cenobites. Cenobites. Yeah. You do know what the term Cenobite means, right? Uh. No. It is a religious term. It is a, uh, a follower of a certain god. Huh. Like it's not it's not a term that that Clive Barker made up. It's an actual thing. Cool. Oh. Okay. Okay. So I guess that's it. They do fo- yeah. follow the Leviathan, so that's cool. This is true. The more oh. you know. And knowing is half the you battle. You see, this is why we we you know like having you around. Yeah, you just TV. know things. <laughs> I had to learn a lot of things about religion and faith. So. How unfortunate. Actually, it was for the book. So. Oh. Unfortunate. Good. Which I guess is that you just mentioned it. <laughs> Shikyo's working on a book. We're going to talk Yay. about that at the end of the episode. Oh, fuck me with the bendy straw. That doesn't and I get to finally bad. say the line I've been wanting to say. <laughs> but more of that later. Stay tuned. It's Pinhead's time. So this uh, straight to streaming remake. Remaster? Remake? Why did the room get darker? Not remake or remaster, really. But Requel? Like... Reboot? Reboot. 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 It's one of the reboots. It's a re. Yeah. A soft reboot. A soft reboot. A softcore, hardcore reboot. With some BDSM. A lot of a BDSM. A lot of BDSM. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> we have hey, opinions. BDSM has safe words. This doesn't. Okay. I think their cat is staring at us on a bite. Be careful. What? Well, she might be somewhere in the distance. But yes. So this movie is unlike the other ones in the sense that it like has a, a pretty, like a really good storyline, a really good like direction. And you're saying the others don't? Yeah. <laughs> Fight me. <laughs> the second one was pretty good. The first one is a fucking dumpster fire. The second one I'm still confused about on some portions, <laughs> to be fair. 
but yeah so thank you to uh the writers for that ben collins and luke i knew you were gonna throw this on me <laughs> uh luke petrovsky and the director david bruckner does very good job danny <laughs> yeah <laughs> and of course the director david the master the creator, the one who we wouldn't have this without, mm-hmm. Clive Barker. Yes. Who love is such work. a huge fan of this movie. Oh, he's massively in love with this film. They have, it has come out that he's actually rewriting a new a new book with this pinhead in mind. I'm so happy about that. That's awesome. Has he, you know, since I don't know much about, like, his books, has he written, like, sequels to the Hell, oh, yeah. Hellbound Heart? Oh yeah, and tons. Do, and do they have like the different versions of like Pinhead, like not just a yeah? Uh, Pinhead uh, becomes known as the uh, the Hell Priest, which is alluded to in the movie, um, and it is a title passed down from Cenobite to Cenobite to Cenobite. Mm-hmm. So the one you see in the original movies is actually a different Pinhead than probably one that was like two hundred years ago. So it it very well could be that the Pinhead from the original movie actually passed his mantle on to the new one as well. And I guess that'll, that'll lead into a question that I'll have later on as we go over the rest of the movie. But um, okay. I'll keep that in mind. I so, really like Hellraiser, by the way, guys. Uh, do you? Yeah, when we, when we knew we were going to do a Hellraiser episode, we knew exactly who we wanted on the episode. I mean, that's your main in Dead by Daylight, so it has to be your favorite. Well, Pyramid Head, but... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Aaron doesn't use it at all. So, yeah, sure. <laughs> what the, the God? I I tried one match with him and I fucking sucked <laughs> so bad. Yeah, it, it takes a lot of practice with Pinhead. I applaud you. Like I, I'll Legion and I'll Ghostface all day, but fucking oh, I'm getting better with him though. I've seen you pull off some crazy shit with him. Yeah. Anyways, let's not flex your Dead by Daylight skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm scared of the game. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, if you guys have... Obviously, you know how we work when we come to movie reviews. We don't go word for word over the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually. It's, and it's also bad. It's not completely fresh in my mind, so I wouldn't be able to even if I wanted to. We did watch uh, it twice. We did. Uh, before we go on, though, I do want to make a clarification for your listeners. It's been a while since I've actually studied Hellraiser, so there could be some things that I might get a little bit wrong, but a little bit right, you know, in that gray area. So please forgive me if I'm a little rusty. But generally, I'm pretty on par with this type of thing. All right, so you heard him, guys. If he makes a mistake, pitchforks and torches. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If I don't see someone outside dressed as Pinhead, I'm going to be pissed. It has to be an accurate pinhead. Yes, and if I see pins. someone outside dressed as pinhead with real pins in their face, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> because I'm terrified. <laughs> You'll be pissed, literally. Yes. Okay, so... <laughs> okay. Now that's out of the way, please continue. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to jump into, I think, what my favorite thing in this movie is. The puzzle box itself. Oh, the lament. They... They took it in a completely different direction from the original movies, where it's just the lament configuration. I guess that's that's a question I can come into. In the books, does it become other things? Like, is it more expanded on? Uh, kind of. In the books, it's actually described as a black lacquer box with no designs on it whatsoever, outside of very faint etchings inside of it. And what you mm. do to summon the Cenobites is actually take it apart and put it back oh. together. But the puzzle box itself, known as the... Let me see if I can get this right. Lemon Shard's box. Yes, thank you. Um, is a completely different beast in the books. It's also mm-hmm. a music box. Whenever you solve certain parts of it, music plays. And it gets more and more and more intricate with the songs as you solve the box. That sounds cool. It wasn't until the first movie that it got the gold arcane design look to it and it really is much much different than this movie because in the first movie it really was just like 
essentially like a Rubik's cube. <laughs> yeah, you just you just circle around the the hole, and then all of a sudden it just lifts up. Yeah, yeah. Which, which I always always kind of bothered me. I was like, you know, this box really seems like you could just accidentally drop it and it'll solve itself. <laughs> well, they mentioned it in the second movie that people who open the box have a desire that is that calls to Cenobites that allows mm-hmm. it to be opened. If you do not have that desire, it's just a block of wood. Hmm. So I guess that's just more expanded upon in this movie where like the box does have different configurations based on what the desire of the of the exactly puzzle solver is yeah yeah like uh in this movie the box uh the configurations it has is lament which yeah <laughs> which represents yeah. life mm-hmm. uh lore which is knowledge laudrant which is love uh liminal, liminal sensation <laughs> Which uh, somebody uh, fucked that one up. <laughs> somebody learned what, uh, what what sensation really is. <laughs> yeah, they they fucked around and found out. Literally, Lazarus, which and, is resurrection, and then Leviathan, which is power, power, power. <laughs> unlimited power. I was gonna go He Man, but that works too. <laughs> yeah, because you know He Man has you know the bodysuit, a BDSM connection. Yeah, yeah, no, that would have been that would have been better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks for uh, for upstaging me on the show. Yeah, that's what I do. Oh, all right. All right. And I totally forgot. Does the does the OG movies does it talk about like how it sucks up like blood or nah? Because that was interesting in this movie um, as well. In the original, it was more of a it opened a, a, a it opened <laughs> it likes to suck. No, um, <laughs> it's a vampire box. <laughs> what it did was it turned the area around them into a space between the mortal world and the the labyrinth. Mm-hmm. So anything that happened in that in between space didn't affect either side. So there was no sucking. Well, there probably was, but it probably sucked to be there. But <laughs> yeah, no, but um, no, it this one. <laughs> Yeah, no, it also didn't have the knife the that knives. comes out of the yeah. box. No. Which, how lucky of the main character to just avoid getting cut every time. Every time, except the one time that it did cut her, it got her, like, between the fingers. Yeah, which yeah. is the worst place. It's the worst. <laughs> ah, paper cut. As, yeah. yeah, someone's got a paper cut there. It is, sucks. Oh, it does. The webbing? Ugh. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Our ancestral That's the real webbings. horror. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about the main character, though. Yes, the main character of this movie, her name is Riley, mm-hmm. and she is played by Odessa Azian, I guess. Um, <laughs> Apologies to Odessa if we said your name wrong. It's got like an apostrophe, Azion, 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 Azion. Odessa. She does a wonderful job in this uh, in this movie, and she has she has quite the tough job as far as depicting different emotions like she has to be like an addict an addict you know angry uh emotional just hurt in many different physically and emotionally like she's just she does a wonderful job yeah, yeah. She's, she's great she had i mean yeah she had a huge performance uh blah, blah. Mm-hmm. let's try that again <laughs> take two edit point go <laughs> Pick up. Future me. Edit. <laughs> uh, she had a huge job in this movie. Like pr- She pretty much was carrying the plot of this movie for a good while. Oh, yeah. Well, also because nobody believed her. So she was like, I have to investigate everything all on my own. You know, ah. I, I was about to say, well, she got, you know, they kind of have a point. You know, if your cracked out friend came up to you saying, man, I'm seeing demons, man. Are you really going to believe them? And then I remember the company yeah. I keep. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. It, it. I'm not surprised that they didn't believe her because if her whole thing is getting high and taking pills and all these different things and she's a recovering addict but not really recovering at all, um, obviously they think, well, you hallucinated and you got your brother killed. What the fuck? You know? So she had to try and get him back because she's like, I know this is this was real. Like, this whatever the fuck happened, he's really gone and it's my fault. Which, it's interesting that the box 
gives that uh, sensation if you like don't get cut, you still go through like these hallucinations. Well, it's because you're you're still holding the box and you're the one that summoned them. Just because you didn't give the offering doesn't mean that you're not connected to them. Oh, you're talking about when she's on the little spinning thing yeah. and she keeps yeah. seeing. Yeah. By the way, I I love the symbolism of that because she's on a merry-go-round, circling in a shadowed square. The box. Oh. Oh my God! You two are so unobservant. <laughs> I saw that instantly. This is why you're here. <laughs> the second she started turning and started panning out, I was like, "Oh, you craft, crafty motherfuckers!" Um, yeah, was... circles and circles and boxes are all over the fucking place in the movie. Well, yes, but I didn't notice that time. Yeah, like that the, was the like the safe. It's also a box with a circle that yeah. you have to turn to open to get the puzzle box. Yes. Again, inside another box. Holy fuck. Boxes and boxes. <laughs> well, I, I did catch, like, the mansion being in a box, but, like, not... Well, it's kind of hard to miss. Yeah, but, like... You know, that one was purposeful. Yeah. Which, speaking of, uh, going back to the uh, sensation configuration and everything, the beginning of this movie is interesting. The beginning of this movie is fucking nuts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, this weird, like, BDSM party where suddenly, like... This one guy's offered up to the heavens. <laughs> it was just like I wasn't expecting that for some reason. Like when he's when he sees the puzzle box and starts messing with it, I'm like, okay, what? This is our main character, right? Right. And then he he's like, oh, what do I get if I solve this? And he's like, oh, I get a prize. And then he continues just fucking with it. I'd be like, oh, I don't win anything. Fuck you. Then. Fuck you. I'm not doing <laughs> at that, this. At that point, I'm just gonna sit down and go back home. Fuck you. Yeah. There are a whole bunch of other people fucking around. I'll go with them. I get a prize this time. So Go and get the pimp upstairs. Exactly. Or the gimp you have in the basement. Oh, there's definitely multiple gimps there in that mansion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I really like how that guy's death was in the foreground. In the background, sorry. The background. Mm-hmm. Blurry. It wasn't the main focus of the scene at the end. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course. Which... I don't know. I thought it was it was genius because it was setting up uh, Roland's character. Mm-hmm. There is a bit of a book ending with that as well, I like, but I think we'll get to that when we get to the uh, ending of the movie as well. Fair. Okay. Yeah. No. We we find out that like Roland is uses other people he's for his dude. means, and he's gone through all the different sensations. So and, they added an extra one to him. And God, if I can pronounce his name. What. Goran? Oh. Goran? Gran Viznik? Gran. Yes. Say it. <laughs> Gran Viznik? Yes. That is that is the person who plays Roland. Yeah. Take her word for it. <laughs> I will. <laughs> um, so this is basically. Would you say this was like a, a hero's journey, actually? Like for. For, um, for Riley? Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. But definitely. Yeah. So we we follow our hero's journey then trying to f- basically solve the puzzle of the puzzle box. And along the way she does get joined by some other people. <laughs> her sidekicks. Her sidekicks. Which is her brother her dead brother's boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Colin, played by Adam Faison. <laughs> Faison. Faison, whatever. Uh the uh, roommate. Um the roommate uh Nora. Nora. God, why is everybody's name so hard to pronounce in this movie? I you got me on this one. Oifi Hint? <laughs> I don't know. You didn't include in the Google Doc you gave me. Yeah. No, uh, yeah uh, uh, and yep. then we have her new boy, her uh, Riley's boyfriend, or the guy she's messing around with, mm-hmm. uh, Trevor, Trevor, played by Drew uh, Starkey. I should got that right. That was an easy one. Yeah. yeah. Good job. <laughs> um. Yeah. Trevor. Fucking asshole. Yeah. He he was an interesting one from the beginning because I I was just like you seem to know slimy. you're you're slimy you seem to both know too much and not believe her at all um I don't know he was he was just a he was a suspect from the beginning yeah he was a little weird like he was very much like I don't believe this but like you should look into it more yeah but don't look into it but solve the puzzle <laughs> I don't believe this you shouldn't touch it just don't let me touch it 
But you should keep it, but don't touch it. Don't touch it. But like do it. But do it. Yeah. It was it was it was cool, like as she well not cool, but as she like kept going through like the different I guess sacrifices and stuff and the how the box just kept changing on its own, essentially. Like it, it would become the different conclusions. Become the next and like I was just like, I don't know how I would ever think to solve any of these and yet she was able to do them immediately and it was like pretty cool. Yeah, I think she, she literally solved one by ha- like pulling it from some like they were both pulling back and forth and they solved the puzzle. Then... Yeah, the puzzle wasn't difficult to solve. Yeah, well, again, it, it comes down to, you know, the desire. She wanted something from it, so the Cenobites made it easier. Fair, fair. Because, yeah. No, that makes sense. That box was very easy to solve. Yep, but even when bit. other people were touching it. Yeah. But yeah, as uh, as movie proceeds, we uh, we find that she's just researching more about Roland and, and you know, digging deeper into what this thing is about and we, we we come upon his mansion in the end which by this point a few characters have died yes. only a few horribly yes including nora who her death was so unexpected i thought she was gonna be okay and then the <laughs> the van started like lengthening mm-hmm. and i was like oh fuck she's screwed mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's when we get the first real good look at pinhead Oh, man. That fucking line that she says. Who do you pray to? Yeah. Just, oh, the the voice that uh, the actress did, as well as... Jenny Klein? Yes, thank you. As well as the um, uh, alterations to her voice with the echoing and whatnot. It was just so good. Mm -hmm. It gave her a sense of presence and command that the original Pinhead had as well. But that was just his own voice. and i really appreciate how they didn't go like oh we have a female pinhead now we're gonna make her sexy and all seductive her power was sexy yeah i was just like mommy as fuck (laughs) in a terrifying way but she wasn't like dressed but she wasn't trying yeah yeah well to be fair also um this pinhead is non-binary yes cool uh it's recognized as they them so which is really cool too yeah I love everything about it. Not mommy. Parents. <laughs> um. Eminence. <laughs> Step on me and choke me, uh, parent. <laughs> this got weird. Yeah. Mm. Let's bring it back. So, yes, Nora dies. Um, uh, Roland's assistant lady dies. Yep. Um, the chatterer dies. The chatterer dies, and he's so happy about it. He is so oh, happy. Yeah. It was literally, it literally reminds me of like the little green aliens from Toy Story. Like, I have been chosen by the claw. <laughs> the chains. And, the chains. And I think Riley, I had a great idea. Uh, and it would have been nice for all the other Cenobites in the sense that it's just like, oh, let's use them as sacrifices. Um, and I'm sure they would have been like, ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I do think though it's implied that um originally that wouldn't have worked, but Pinhead because it's not an actual sacrifice that that the Chatter was already chosen by Leviathan, but Pinhead liked the resourcefulness and went oh, that's a clever idea. All right, I'll let you have this one. Mm -hmm. But if she tried it again later on, it probably wouldn't have worked. Hmm. Also, since we're on the subject of talking about the Cenobites, mm-hmm. all of them were fantastic. We got a bunch oh, yeah. of new ones in this movie. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we got the priest, Pinhead. Yeah. The Chatterer. The Weeper. Which was super creepy. Yeah. Uh, the Gasp was The Gasp. <laughs> the saying. Gasp. The Gasp was one of the most terrifying ones. Is it was that was the gas someone I'm thinking about the one that has like the hood? No, that's the asphyx. Oh, the asphyx is hot then. <laughs> no. Or the mask that has the hood. No, ma- the mask was uh, someone they saw later on. It was just literally a face, a uh, flesh face. Yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. No, I think the gasp is the one that's like, I I would say like the priest's like right hand person really. Cause... That she has like this open. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's the gasp. Yeah, the gasp. She's hot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the asphyx was the one that like got caught in the doors. Yeah. 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 But all, this, all the Cenobite designs were amazing. Mm-hmm. It probably took so much time to actually, yeah. you know, there's no CGI. It was all practical. Effect. Yeah. Well, for the they most really part. They really did, did rip yeah, their I mean, skin the off. The chains and the ripping of the skin was all CGI. But the sure? actual, no, no, it's the all actual method. costumes. Yeah, it's all method, man. It was all bubble gum and, <laughs> and saran wrap. And I don't know. Syrup. <laughs> Beer gum, uh, saran wrap, and corn syrup. That's all it was. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> What? <laughs> Spirit gum and Susan Saran. <laughs> Shut up. Um, yes. So Allison and Bikes were were super cool. Um, I yes. Do do they like get replaced? So I guess my question at the end is, um, should we talk about the end? Hmm. We're getting there. Okay. Okay. I think one of my favorite scenes in this movie is once they're inside the mansion and they manage to like close it up. Mm-hmm. The box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How all the Cenobites are just waiting outside. And they just stand there like, oh, okay. Huh. <laughs> this worked. We have time. <laughs> we have all the time in the world. Right. Let's see. What's my favorite part? Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't say that's my favorite part, but that's a really nice shot. Like, when they look out and it's, like, foggy and they're all just standing there. Mm-hmm. It, it's definitely a good image. Yeah, it's a really good shot. The symmetry was really good, too. Yeah. The house is very symmetrical. Mm-hmm. All right, let's not beat around the bush. Let's go to the end. <laughs> Alrighty. All right. So, at the end... Uh, Trevor's a bitch. Trevor's a bitch. And gets one of the worst deaths in the fucking movie. Well, it was about it was about to be Colin, and then uh, yeah. and then Riley's like, "No, <laughs> take the other one," and literally stabs him with the box. Mm-hmm. Well, it is a big, funny, stabby thing. So yeah, at that point, yeah, it was it was conical. So but that death was brutal. Like his the skin got stripped off his arm. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. What, what's it called avulsion? Like, you know, like, if you have, like, a... Dibosia? No. Evolution, I think, is, like, when you put it on, like, a... It's, like, a too tight ring. And then you try to, like, take it off, and it, like, just takes your skin with it. Ooh. That's called degloving. That, too. So, you know. No glove, no love. There's a new phobia. (laughs) Um, So, yes. Again, I I research weird things. (laughs) (laughs) Totally not, you know, for future references. I've looked up a lot of weird things that I'm fairly certain has me on a few watch lists. I have, to, I have to put at the end of it, for a book, I swear, FBI agent watching. <laughs> That's the excuse they always use. It's always a book. It's always a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A murder book. But no. Um, yes, so Trevor dies. Trevor dies. We find out that Roland is still alive. Roland went through the sensation of getting his nerves moved around a, wire, a, a box, essentially. But Thank it is you. so fucked up because the machine... We'll do it for a certain time period. And as soon as his nerves start getting used to it, mm-hmm. it stops. Yeah. Therefore, then, starting the whole process all over again. Yeah, And then he has to wait and it will randomly decide when he when it starts to go again. That Which way you can, sure, you can never guess when it's going to be. I'm sure to the Cenobites, that would have been heavenly or Which hell-y. is what they thought. That's what they gave him. Yeah. That, 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 is, that is the Cenobite version of edging. Like. Yeah. Like, Pinhead was like, did you not ask for sensation? We not, gave you the best. You get nothing yeah. but pain and sensation now. Isn't that great? I think we should probably explain this, even though, you know, you guys just need to go out and see this movie. or mm-hmm. Stay in and turn on Hulu. See this movie. Yeah. The, whoever finishes the Lament configuration gets a wish. Not whoever finishes no. it, is well, it? Because like it's not like he finished. Whoever the finishes all the sacrifices, whoever is still standing wants the sacrifice. <laughs> I guess. I yeah, think not... I think it's um, whoever makes sacrifices to it when it reaches the final stage, they get to make a wish if they're still alive. That works. Yeah. They make a request based off of the configurations. Mm-hmm. And the request that Roland requested, and the wish that Roland requested. I was about to say the wish that he wished. 
Sounds right. This isn't it Wishmaster. Is... <laughs> that's a great movie. Yeah, it's it's to feel more because yeah. that's what he was all about, I guess. Which is the liminal configuration. Yeah, he's yeah. experienced everything, so he wants to experience more, and it's like, all right, experience more then. But obviously, he doesn't like it. Fucking ungrateful bitch. Right. I know. Goddamn, dude. So Pinhead's like, all right, well, fucking, I, we do exchanges. Do you got your receipt? <laughs> Essentially. He's like, yes, yeah, this big box I'm wearing it. <laughs> um, so they just give it to him. Yeah, she, I think that's the whole line where she's like, oh, you didn't want sensation. You wanted power. Mm-hmm. My favorite scene was that scene. The, the, the one quote as he's getting his wish. So I I need to set this scene because it's such a good scene. Oh, the great the box is finished. The great Leviathan is literally floating above the the house. Chains shoot down. Well, no, no, not chains. Chain. One Ch- big one. One giant chain. This is once the machine that was embedded in his chest falls apart. Mm-hmm. By the way, the scene of his body reconstructing itself backwards was such a good shot. It was, yeah, no, it was, uh, it was sickening too. Oh yeah. But once the chain hits him and starts lifting him up, they saved it the whole movie and I think they could not have saved it for a better moment. Oh yeah. Pinhead says the famous line. We have such sights to show you. So good. Oh my God. I was just like. Done. This is it. This movie's amazing. <laughs> the only the only quote I uh, I miss, which I if they do a sequel, I hope they include, is the "We'll tear your soul apart." <laughs> yeah, that's the only other quote I wanted. But that one had to be in, be in the movie. Honestly, I thought that quote was gonna come with Nora's death. Oh yeah, totally. It really felt like it. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> I also do like that they included the whole uh, what are you and Pinhead's like explorers in the further reach, furthest re- regions of experience of sensations room our gifts are boundless. Oh yeah. Which is a quote from the first movie. I think it's a direct quote from Hellbound Heart. I haven't read the book but I think that's the direct quote that Pinhead gives. You never fucking read the book. How weird of you. Yeah. At least I knew there was a book. Yeah, yeah. Well, to be fair, (laughs) when the episode started, she did know there was a book. Yeah, but she didn't know it like five seconds before you hit start. Thanks, man. (laughs) Um Yes, so they 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 hoist they they raise him up into the Leviathan. And then we're still dealing with Riley and her stuff. Yep. And Riley faces the Cenobites. Oh, there's actually one uh, cool thing. Uh, two cool things as well. Okay. Uh, the first thing is the shot of the Leviathan outside is a really cool <laughs> shot because you get to see the labyrinth around the, the mansion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was such a nice shot. I was like, oh, that's so nice. The second is I love bookending in stories, which is where you have the beginning of the story tell something and then you tell something similar at the end, but inversed. Mm-hmm. With um, Roland, beginning of the movie, he is pious, praying to the Leviathan, asking for his wish, with someone dying insignificant in the background. End mm-hmm. of the movie, he's an arrogant little shit demanding something from the Leviathan, and gets taken in the foreground. Mm-hmm. Book huh. ending. This is why we have. This them. is why we have them. Yeah. <laughs> also, the fact that the labyrinth was around the mansion is it implied that the Leviathan didn't come to them; they came to the Leviathan. Oh yeah, he. You have to remember, Leviathan is a god, not a godlike being. He is a god, so he just basically went, "Oh, there's my toy. I'm gonna get it," Magic. and brought hell with it. I'm gonna bamf the entire mansion into hell. Yep. Yay. And that is it. Yep. It's also implied that, um, I believe in the book or one of the movies, that Leviathan is actually Lucifer. Huh. That would make sense, given the that name. That would make sense. Yeah. But there's also, you know, a lot more implications that the, the Labyrinth is not hell, 
it's just a different dimension that's hell-like. And that there are many other boxes in the world that take you to different realms, one of which may be paradise. Hmm. Hence the famous the fra- famous phrase, demon to some, angels to others. That's interesting. Oh. I, didn't, I never actually... I didn't know that. It's all subtext and implications. It, it, again, in the book, um, the main character actually ends the story wondering if there are other boxes that could lead to paradise. Hmm. Which hmm. is where the rest of the story continues. Her so finding more. Does, more, the more story, does the other story like go after more boxes? Um, they go after more boxes, yeah. And all of them summon the Cenobites. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> there, so are more, you... there are more puzzle boxes out in the world that um, uh, the, the, the puzzle maker, the toy maker, didn't make that lead to the same dimension. Who made the boxes? Um, one of them was made by Le Chambert, commissioned by, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce that French name, uh, who was a occultist and uh, summoned the Princess of Hell to make it. Hmm. Cause but, I never thought about that. Like, where did like did the Cenobites just go? Here's that toy. Well, kind of. The Queen of Hell was summoned, or the Princess of Hell was summoned, and she was like, "I have a job for you." He's like, "Okay, I have a job for you." Make me a demonic Rubik's cube. <laughs> Essentially. Cool, cool. So, um, back after, to the ending. <laughs> after Roland gets lifted into the sky by the, the Leviathan. He gets Riley is left to deal with the <laughs> Cenobites. Mm-hmm. To which she is, having completed all the sacrifices very unwillingly, mm-hmm. she is asked, what is your wish? Because this whole movie, the the implication was that she wanted to bring her brother back because of her dumb mistake. Yep. Um, so the idea was she would use the Lazarus configuration. To bring him back. To bring him back. But She's smart. <laughs> She saw what happens when you wish to the Cenobites that it's kind of a monkey's paw situation. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think the Lazarus configuration would have done? Zombies. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um... I, I really, I really don't know. I have two theories. One, he would have came back a hollow shell of what he once was because of what happened to him in the labyrinth. Or two, um, he would have done a Frank and came back without a skin. That's what I was going to say. He would have come back like Frank. Because they insinuate mm-hmm. that that's what's happening to him in the labyrinth. When she hugs the apparition and you see the back of him just oh. meet. That's what it will came back, is the implication. Mm. I thought it was just a nightmare. That makes sense. That does make sense. That's not a nice maze now, is it? So, are, la- having... are any labyrinths nice? You're right, the Minotaur one isn't nice. Pan's this Labyrinth isn't... isn't nice. Pan's Labyrinth isn't nice. You kind of get food, but not really. Um... <laughs> oh, no, no. David Bowie's Labyrinth was great. There was a lot of crotch problems. The sexual awakening of most girls. I don't know. I, I'd be a little uncomfortable with David Bowie just sitting there, you know, singing and thrusting the you know the nest of the squirrel that he kept in his pants uh, for hours on end. That'd make me uncomfortable. Didn't make me uncomfortable. Well, of course it didn't make you uncomfortable. <laughs> I was very surprised. I was just like, oh. <laughs> oh. Dance magic dance. Um. <laughs> now I can't stop thinking about the thing. What? No, you remind me of the... What babe? The babe with the power. What power? The power that you do. Nope. No? The power uh, of voodoo. The power of voodoo. Voodoo? voodoo? You do. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen Labyrinth. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. I have to watch Labyrinth at some point. Yes, you do. Um, back to the movie. Back to back to this labyrinth. Um, yes. So she says she rejects the Lazarus configuration. And she just says like, "I don't want anything." I don't want anything from you. Yeah. And then the moment that made me go, "Oh, you chose life. You've chosen the, the lament, lament configuration. configuration." So good. I was like, "Oh." <laughs> Uh, I've chosen the night. <laughs> uh, failed no nut November. <laughs> In October, yeah, it, it was that good. <laughs> yeah, no, that was 
That was amazing. And then the I... movie's not done with us yet. Nah. You were gonna say Shikiyo I was gonna say that um even in the end when she chose life and got nothing out of it, the Sunderbite still won because she's still being tortured just in her own head. Yep. Now she's gonna be like blaming herself for everything and how like all this loss of life for no reason. The lament. Mm-hmm. And then the film isn't done with us, and we get to see a Cenobite being born. Poland. Um, that's a fun side note. There may be a sequel where she summons the Cenobites again because she is an addict. She may fall off the wagon and want to bring her brother back because she regrets her decision. Mm. It's the reason why she hesitates at the end. But do you think she's going to remain an addict after all that fucking shit? I, th- I would say she would turn to it more. <laughs> yeah, I, I, would, I would say she'd go to the nearest um, pharmaceutical place and just go, give me yes. <laughs> just, I don't want to feel. <clears throat> give me all the alcohol, all the pills, all whatever you got. <laughs> um, just give me the closest thing to the lobotomy you can legally give me. That's yeah. yeah, but you've seen the pin you've seen the Cenobites. You know that's not far from the course of, you know, what someone would do after experiencing them. That is yeah. true. And I doubt that they're gonna let her go, to be fair. Oh uh, no. Yeah, she is still... Pinhead is is interested. And that's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I uh speaking of the whole scene with Roland becoming a centibite. Mm-hmm. I like that he's the the thing that he's laying on is like an angel shaped, like a cross kind of thing. Yeah, like a cross, but it also has like wings, like an angel. Well, it was very like, mm, almost like a perversion, of course, of mm-hmm. of what we expect religion should be, because he was like in this like wonderful, glowing, bright, bright like bright light, like heavenly looking place, and then his skin is being torn apart. <laughs> so, yeah. I guess angels to some. Demons to others. Mm-hmm. Um, so then my question was going to be like, so do they just cycle through different Xenobites? Because it looked like he was becoming the Chatterer. Chatterer. Um, um, I think he became his own thing. Kind of. There may be similar um, uh, Xenobites in design and concept, but as everyone has their own tastes and their own desires, each Xenobite's unique in its own way. So then why does like Pinhead be continue being a because, similar Pinhead? Because it's not a Cenobite in the traditional sense. It is a title that is passed down from the Hell Priest to Hell Priest to Hell Priest. If you're chosen as the next Pinhead, you're just going, you, you've had enough of that. Come over here. I want to show you something new. Oh, so they can change into different like titles of Cenobites? It's, if you're elected to it probably yeah different flavors of cinnamon bites like um, sound like it was like a political system there's a hierarchy it's mm-hmm. kind of the, the way i remember it because i remember there was a comic about this actually happening um kirsten from the first movie in the second movie um kirsten. kirsten i always say kirsten why say that i don't know um she summons pinhead to try and get her father out of the out of the labyrinth and actually mm-hmm. goes I have a deal for you and takes her takes the new role as pinhead becomes the hell priestess but as she's leaving she's actually dressed in all white when Mm. she becomes uh the new pinhead the old pinhead who's had his pins removed looks at her and goes oh you have no idea what's coming for you and instantly she realizes oh fuck i fucked up and something (laughs) changes and that's all i remember that comic strip Hmm. But there is more to the pinhead role than just a title or a Cenobite. There's something greater about it. Huh. Interesting. Okay. I guess we'll see how to keep adapting that. I really hope they actually do give us a sequel to this. They have such a great like reception. They have to. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. I really want that skin in Dead by Daylight, though. <laughs> Please behavior please and also art give me hot parent please yes i already already played daddy pyramid head give me mommy pinhead (laughs) daddy pyramid head that's what rosie calls him 
Fair. They did have to make him less sexy. The, the cake. It was too much. Just that bubblegum butt. What? <laughs> <laughs> so overall, guys, what do you guys give this movie? I'd give it an 8 out of 10. There were still some things that were, you know, technically wrong here and there. But all in all, it was. I really enjoyed it. I loved it. Yeah, it was very solid. I'd say like four out of five puzzle boxes for sure. Four out of five puzzle boxes? Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it four and a half puzzle boxes just to be contrary. Mm. <laughs> I don't like that. But I also did really enjoy this movie. Yeah. So highly recommend for yep. for viewing. Yep. Uh, get some wine if you can drink. Stay <laughs> in. Watch this movie. It's a fun time. It's cozy. It's cozy. <laughs> it's a cozy love story. Exactly. I guess. <laughs> kind of. It's about all about the love of her brother. Fair. Fair. Not the love story I expected, but fair. In fact, one may say that uh, it's it's a it, it's a broken up. Love story. Yeah. And guys, that's going to wrap our conversation on Hellraiser. Like we said, please go check out this movie. Mm-hmm. It is a fantastic movie that went to a streaming service and not theaters, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with it because, you know, not a lot of theaters where I live, but it was also nice to be able to see it just in the comfort of my own home. Mm-hmm. I will say that's one thing that uh, COVID did bring us, which I'm happy about, was. Streaming services now take the those big movies as well. Like they're oh, starting yeah. to straight go, like not do it anymore, yeah. and I understand because film studios don't like doing that. It hurts them. It, it hurts them because money. of the revenue of the theaters. Yeah, because like they're getting a set payment mm-hmm. to have it on that streaming service rather than getting week gross, weekly gross. True, but I don't like being in public. Understandable. <laughs> There are people out there. There's people out there. Theaters are not my home. Don't you hate it when you go in public and the public has the fucking nerve to be there? The audacity uh-huh. of them. But like, listen, I can't bring my, my, my blankie. I can't bring like a cozy cup of like hot cocoa. You need that turtle shell thing. I need the, Yeah, we saw there's like a turtle shell blanket. No, no, what, you, what you need is one of those ostrich head things that you can get when you are on a plane. Oh, just an ostrich head you put over your head so you can lay down. You just wear it all the time. I, I, will I send need you to send me a picture. I will of send this. you a picture of it. It is amazing. It's just it's basically an ostrich head that you put <laughs> on your head like a hat, uh-huh. and it's like those neck things you wrap around your neck to sleep while uh, on a plane. But you just lay your head. It's just it's so comfortable. It's like so stupid. I love it. Send me the picture right now. I'm not continuing this episode until you send me the picture. I'm just expecting some like long necked ass bitches just like on the plane. I don't know I how I'd it. feel if I saw that on a plane. Fair. I'd yes, I found it. Like imagine you're like half oh, asleep and on. then you just see like <laughs> and like the aisle next to you or some shit. I'd be terrified. I need to know. Send us your secrets. I don't want this grilled cheese. I want. <laughs> Ew. Oh my god! Oh, what the fuck am I looking at? <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. It looks like he's wearing like a like a turkey on his head. Not a turkey. Yep. It's just like a tardigrade. I don't even know, man. What the fuck is that? It's so also, good. Why, why is the part that is gonna get dried out exposed? Like, I don't want my nose exposed. That's weird. Oh, god. All right. Anyways, fucking pillow thing. It's so stupid. I love it. You can get it if you want. I'm not associating myself with you. Um, I'm, going, I'm going to wear it at your wedding. Please don't. It, it's going to be that and a formal suit. I'm here for it. Uh, <laughs> um, it's like the fanciest tardigrade. So, uh, Shikyo, uh tell these fine people where they can Who find you. are you? <laughs> um, I am Shikyo Sendo. I do a YouTube channel called uh, Shikyo Sendo. Hi. Shikyo. Hi. <laughs> Funny enough, I don't drink, so. <laughs> um, I do uh, video game guides online for roleplay, some other games, mostly JRPGs. Oh, yeah. um, you can find me online just by looking up Shikyo Sendo 89 on YouTube. And that's about it. And you're working on a book! <laughs> uh. 
So, Shikyo, tell us about your book. I really hope I peeked there because that. You did. <laughs> you did. Yes. You did. Um, basically, for years, I've been interested in writing stories, and a friend of mine told me, write a book. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Um, so I'm writing a book based off of a story I told her a while ago, basically about a six foot three elven lesbian who likes to kill gods. Hell yeah. And what is the name of your book? Um, the Tales of Mahina, Mahina Neda. Mm. I will give you the, i give you the spelling of it later. Okay. <laughs> Sounds fun. Yeah, it's, uh, a working, it's a working title, still. And I am excited to read it at some point. <laughs> oh, you have the first seven chapters. I know, but ooh, catch me with some time, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, awesome. Okay. So, uh, future best-selling author. Mm-hmm. I will be surprised. <laughs> Believe in yourself. Yes. <laughs> I'm enjoying writing it, at the very least. We will buy at least 40 copies, so don't worry. I'm planning planning on having it be a digital release, so. I'll throw them at people. We will. I'm going to buy a bunch of Kindles, upload your book on them, and just throw them at people. (laughs) Maybe we can just put them on a USB. That would be cheaper. Probably. Yeah, but the other one's more chaotic. Fair. Read this book. Throw. Assault charge. (laughs) But free Kindle. (laughs) If it survives the throw. Hey, these Kindles are like fucking Nokia phones at this point. I know I have one, and it's great. (laughs) So, uh, this has been Voices from the Beyond, speaking about a hellish, wonderful movie. Um, You can catch us on our socials at BFTB underscore podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and now on TikTok? Now on TikTok, yeah. I've actually uploaded two TikToks today. Whoa! And... We also do streaming on Twitch now. We do. Also, VFTV underscore podcast, right? Yes. Is it? Uh, yes. I believe so. Shikyo's also the moderator on there, so you'll get to hear him more. It's called Voices from the Beyond. There we go. There we go. We were what wrong. great moderator. <laughs> um, and we are actually streaming Tuesdays from 5 p.m. to 10. Uh, sometimes may change, mm-hmm. depending on whatever... Circumstances. And also Thursdays, same time. Mm -hmm. We'll be doing horror games and we'll also be doing a little bit of random stuff. Like, uh, I know uh, me and Jude are going to play Heavenly Bodies at some point, and that's a very wacky game. (sighs) Very wacky, frustrating game. We played like two levels of it, and we were just like, I think we were about to break up at some point, and then we just couldn't stop laughing at another point, and it was just and a I almost hole. floated into the void several times. Several times. We learned how to swim in space. Yeah. I got really good at holding the trigger buttons until my fingers hurt. Yep, yep. You it know, was that, great. You did. It was you did. great. I know. Fascinating. <laughs> it's like Monopoly, but, in, but for virtual life. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, guys, there is... A lot of places you can hear our voices at. Mm-hmm. Hopefully not the actual beyond. That would be sad. Yeah. No. Uh, well, that'd be kind of cool. You know, you go to the other side and you hear, hear your voices. That'd be interesting. Huh. We would be gods. <laughs> <laughs> I am the Leviathan. <laughs> You're a big coney labyrinth. <laughs> Leviathan's like a... Yeah, it's like a... It's a cone. It's a diamond shape. It's a diamond That's what that's that the word. Double pyramid. Whoa. <laughs> Double pyramids all the way. Across the sky. Literally. <laughs> Why is that chain flying at me? Whoa, Whoa. man. These edibles ain't shit. <laughs> Dear God. Watching this movie on edibles. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. Just catch no. me taking a hard nap at that point. Yeah. Um, Not that I, not that I use edibles. I don't. I'm clean. Yep, same. Um, so t- that's been us from Voices from the Beyond. Uh, you're two awkward as fuck hosts, and you know we'll, host. we'll be back on <laughs> next week, probably. Uh, we uh, hope. Different. Yeah. So our our schedule has been a little. It's been up. weird because uh, I started working, and uh, it's a, it's like it's an actual physical. career. So <laughs> it's been a little rough. And then Jude is a psychologist, so her hours are nuts. Ass. Yeah. 
and uh the god of war ragnarok is also that yeah so that's been distracting i finished potion permit amazing Yay! yep yep Yay. if you guys would be interested in watching uh jude play some cozy games mm-hmm. uh please let us know because i know she'd be more than down to play some cozy i'm gonna games start too. bear and breakfast when i finish at least two books yo i would start <laughs> i would totally do a star new playthrough with you yeah i haven't gone too far on that because sometimes farming simulators give me um anxiety funny Fair. enough <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna start this i can help you with the farm so you can, you can calm down hell yeah yeah because then i get anxious so i'm like i'm not doing enough to like weed or like to break the rocks or like to plant i'm not making enough money what if i like don't buy the right fruit or whatever in the right season anyway so she tells me i'm terrible at cozy games because i make them not cozy because i'll literally be like okay i have to do this i have to optimize my gameplay now and then you have me who accidentally breaks the economy you see this by Anita and Sardu. Yep. <laughs> but yes. Anyways, we're doing a Hispanic thing. For all you Hispanic <laughs> bye, talking. and then you stay talking, and then bye, and then you stay talking, and then bye. All right, I'll see you later. And then you have another 40 like, oh, but do you remember when? Yeah. Okay, bye. okay, you too, you too. Okay. And then you slowly, you slowly get closer and closer to your car. But you don't get in until the next 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. maybe an hour. Maybe an hour. And then, like, the children are just waiting in the house. Like, We're doing the thing. Mom, can you please give us a snack? And they're like, no, I'm talking to Tia. And they're just like, huh. Anyway. Um, <laughs> this has been Voices from the Beyond with our special guest, Shikyo. Hi. Uh, thank you once again, Shikyo, for coming on our show. Mm-hmm. Of course. I'm well, I'm glad, happy to come whenever you want me to. And I'm happy and to we... come on whenever you want me to. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. I, knew, I knew you were thinking it's why I made the joke. I wasn't going to say it. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so anyway, that's So we will definitely us. be having Shikyo on for some other episodes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's been us. Uh, uh, stay creepy. Stay spooky. Have a nice day. <laughs>